conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. Drinking game alert. Take a shot whenever you feel deeply upset about gun violence in our country. Not so fast, Kim Richards. Until gun violence is controlled in this country, I'm going on a hunger strike. Not you, Jules. Oh. Mean <laughs> jokes, mean jokes. We're terrible people. Guys. Hello. It's Andy's Girls. <laughs> All the trains went off the tracks. Um, Country being the U.S. If you are one of our international international, although if you're from Great Britain, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, oh my god, (laughs) I can smell it. Um, We're trying a new flavor this week. It's Skinny Girl Pina Colada, which only took a trip to the other side of town to get this. So, fucking Bethany Frankel needs to get better. Oh, it's very pungent. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to drinking copious amounts over the next hour-ish. I don't like it. <laughs> but I don't, but I will drink it. I don't, I don't know how I feel. I honestly just got a little sick immediately. So that's good that it like brings out emotion, I would say. Nausea. Yeah, it's great. Having a reaction. You know what? It smells so good. It's, I like an artifact. I mean, like I could not survive without chemicals in food. I'm I'm like the opposite of Whole Foods. I just love anything you can't pronounce is like really Mm -hmm. strong in my book. And I love that it smells like a candle I once had when I was, well, it smells like it smells like a ba- it smells like perfume. it smells like pineapple coconut lotion by Bath, Bath and Body Works, basically. Which is apparently her niche market <laughs> because last thing it was also 
Wait, let me smell it again. Um, I want to drink the smell, to be honest. I just, yeah, I really want to drink the smell. Yeah, the smell is better than the taste. Yeah, 100%. So, mm-hmm. cheers. I mean, I'm going to drink all of it. Yeah, and yes, absolutely. I think we should just finish the bottle over the next hour. And maybe that'll be what this episode is all about. It's going to be about our drinking habits because that's a stronger plot point than what we saw on New York this week. I mean, I really could have used some sort of distraction from everything that's been, you know, on I the thought, news. And I really thought they would bring it in some way. Didn't you like Bethany wearing a red wig? Um, I have never been more annoyed with a wig. Not since Kim Zolciak (laughs) (laughs) quit Atlanta have I been distressed with a follicle accessory. I mean, I thought his name is like Tokyo, whatever the fuck, Tokyo Styles. I actually recognized him because he keeps up with the Kardashians. And by Kardashians, I mean Kylie Jenner. Mm-hmm. He does all of her bullshit that's on the top of her head. And I was like, why did she fly somebody in from L.A. for that? I did recognize Christopher Buckle. I don't know what that says about me. Is that the me. person who got their fat frozen? That's her makeup artist? Is that you're talking about the person who got their fat frozen? Did he his fat frozen? Is that the guy in the beginning, the blonde hair? Yeah, the guy. Yeah, he that said he got his fat. Skin. He got his fat frozen, and for some new sort of new procedure. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. I can't believe it because that was probably the most exciting thing that happened, and I. I did thought the not. most exciting thing about this episode was the uh, scenes from next week when Jew- when we got to see the jewels that gets in it with basically calls Bethany and Carol out on being bull- like being which mean is girls. I think what I had heard happened, except I thought it happened in Florida, so I don't. If that's the whole fight that I heard where Jules takes on Bethany, and it was that scene. Well, I was already like I was already annoyed about it because like she. The, re- the only way that Beth- the, like, the revolt would work against Bethany and Carol and actually calling them out on being mean girls is if everybody sort of like, if like all the women told Bethany and Carol they were being mean girls, but and no one's willing, like if Car- cool. if Carol's, if Carol, I mean, I'm sorry, if Dorinda and Luann and Sonia and maybe Ramona, which she wouldn't, and she Jules wouldn't. all said, you guys are being mean girls, then it would be like a plot point. But if it's just Jules, they're just going to be like, you're sensitive. Eat something. You're Maybe you're at, like, the, like that's, <laughs> oh, like, God. the whole argument is going to be, so, they're going dis- to dis- dismiss her because she's the youngest and she is, and is, she's unwell. Well, I don't think they're going to dismiss her because she's the youngest. I think they're going to dismiss her because she's sort of a fuck up. Sorry. Wait, I don't know if she's a fuck up. I think she's kind of dumb. I'm sorry. I mean, that's the whole argument. Dumb. And you agree with Bethany. Cheers. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I think she's, I think she's, I don't think what she's think saying she's, is not true. Hold on. I think she's super overcompensating and I think that she's saying that Bethany and possibly Carol, but it looks like the scenes for next week are only about Bethany, that Bethany is like, not to use everyone's favorite word, bullying her. I think that she's, I think that she's forgetting that she also said some stuff about Bethany. Like Wait, when she said new Sarah, money, old money. I love you. I'm you no, have I'm Sarah, that was first of all Damien, you, Sarah, don't, she criticized Damien, the entire I have gone so <laughs> against the Queen Bee who's no longer queen. It's like she's like the first She has she's been like producing the, the entire Fergie. season. She and Carol are a, absolutely I been know. mean to Luann and Sonia. I know. And I'm not saying that they are not without fault, but like if anybody of all of the people that they've sort of ganged up with and controlled production on like they haven't controlled production on Jules but like they have made her they've obviously talked about her weight 
on television as part of the show. So she is allowed to call them out for being mean or for her, for them saying whatever they've said. Like, they are just as culpable for their right, behavior. but I don't think that they were bullying her. I think that she said some stuff she about She says they're mean girls. They aren't mean. They are trying to... Okay, uh, wait, but seriously, how were they mean about Jules? She, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not I'm saying as a, I'm I'm not saying as a blanketed question. statement that they are mean girls with everyone in the cast this season. Mm, they're mean about... Well, Bethany's... You might agree with what they're criticizing the people for. You might agree that Jules has an eating disorder. That doesn't make it any less sensitive for you to walk out of a room. Again, if this was the real world... Guys, I'm rolling my eyes. (laughs) If this was the real world and I said, how much do you weigh... I would say, go fuck yourself. And then you walked out... I would say 85 pounds (laughs) and I would be correct. And you walked out of the room to smoke a cigarette and I said to your roommate, like, there's no way she weighs what she just said she weighs. (laughs) That would be mean. So, so I'm right. I'm just trying to be, I'm, I'm just trying to have, I'm just trying to like give you empathy for where Jules is coming from. They didn't say, oh wait. They did. That exact thing happened. (laughs) They said how much she weighed. She said what she weighed. She walked out to have a cigarette and they said she doesn't weigh that. I don't think said anything inappropriate last week during that episode of the pizzeria, except for how much does she weigh? I do think that was a step too far. I don't think that was bullying. I do think that they, it was me. I do think that Bethany was reaching in her screaming at Lou and calling her a slut and slut shaming her. I do think that was a reach. So you, you've got me at that portion of the shit that went down in the Berkshires. I, I think that when Bethany first met Jules, she was sort of confused by her. Because I do think Jules is confusing. I mean, she talks this big game about like how much money they have and that they're old money and that, you know, the kids... It doesn't matter what time you take your kids to school because they more than pay their tuition, so the school shouldn't can't have a say. I mean, like, I do think that Jules has said things that are, but I don't feel like any of, but I don't think I don't think any of that equals like I don't think any of that negates them being mean girls. They are commenting on like how I don't know. I'm not sure what the like why you seem confused. Like they are mean. They (laughs) are. They are. They are (laughs) using her. They are talking about her stuff, which again she signed up for a show and they're allowed to. But like, so they're allowed to be called out on being dickheads. Okay, wait. Can I just say I don't think they're being bitchy about her having and still suffering through and living with an eating disorder. Sarah, that's exactly what they're doing when they call, talk to, about a woman who has an eating disorder on television saying, how much do you weigh? And she walks and they say, she's smoking a cigarette to suppress her appetite. I don't think that's... Say I that to her face wait, if you are trying to hold your friend I accountable. I have said stuff to her and she's been really upset about it. I think that you are thinking I about... I can't a, believe you're saying this. A blanketed statement of them being mean and them producing the show and them icing the other women out is 100% the truth like Luann's inability I mean sorry Carol's inability to talk to Luann and include her in things agree Bethany's like taking the offensiveness of uh whatever the fuck Sonia's company is called and like Sonia not not being included in like several things like beyond two episodes agree took it too far so as a blanketed statement the two of them are mean girls so when Jules is in the Winnebago and says to Dorinda look at them they're being mean or whatever she says in the preview for the next week I don't think that's wrong. I don't think that that's not true. And I think that, like, I think it's interesting. Don't you think that they, like, they all, all these people signed up for um, a so, reality show and there's barely what, anything happening so, right now? But why are, so yeah, so that's why your jewels should be calling them out on the fact that they're manipulating production yeah. and they're calling everyone out. They're calling Luann out on her stuff, which is 100% valid. 
she's in a crazy relationship. She, they don't feel like she's living her authentic self or whatever, which I don't necessarily agree with. I don't think that she's been the countess for a long time, but that's beside the point. They're calling Sonia out on her delusions and her and her knockoff brand. Right. They're calling Jules out on her illness and they're holding her accountable. They're calling Dorinda out on her relationship. Why are they not allowed to call them out on being mean and on them manipulating no, production? No, I think that she has every right to call them out. I just you just think she's stupid. I think she's an idiot, which is unrelated to this, genuinely. I just don't think they're bullies. I think that the only true I'm, example... I'm actually using the word mean girls, and you keep saying no, bully. No, I know. It's because I'm so used to it from all the franchises talking about <laughs> bullying. It's like, it, get, it sticks with you like a virus. I just think they're clicky, and I think that they are being very I manipulative. And they, they both know that they are Andy's favorite, and I think in some ways production's favorite. Because they're uh, like, you know... I agree that they're doing stuff behind the scenes and it's not working out in their favor which isn't really related i think the first part of that sentence was related to your argument i <laughs> i'm searching for the rest i mean i just don't i just don't think that they're doing enough i don't think that they're doing enough as um like manipulative to like dismiss and fuck with jewels i just don't see it i really just well i think we should put perhaps I someone who's super sick and it's obvious and has said, I want to talk about this publicly. And they're talking about it publicly. I genuinely only... But there's a difference between talking about something with and someone and, decide, and and talking about something with someone behind their back also. Well, I mean, that's also called filming a scene. I, I mean, don't know if it's like talking about someone behind their back as much as it is, as it is like them filming a scene where they're like talking. And that includes about their castmates. Perhaps you should put a pin in this because this is for next week's episode because it's obviously going to be major point in next week's episode so we like we don't really know what happens so we should maybe like because i feel like right now we're just like creating in this the fight between them but we don't actually know what happens. i mean i guess we're fighting more than they are true so there's that um i was i gonna... can't believe that you think that they are mean girling jewels i don't I know that i don't i don't know that are. i don't know that it's specific to jewels i think they are being mean girls this season to everyone in the cast and I think Ramona loves it because it's the she's. You do? Oh, because she's not. The I think that she, I think she's that, not the I think for the she's first time, the book. she is um, the mediator. Basically, I think she and Dorinda kind of are riding the, in between. Oh and my I God, think that Dorinda's so good. Dorinda's really. Dorinda's giving me everything. She I also need. twit like spun the season in a very different way than I thought it was going to go. Based on like the early episodes with her and John, really made me think that that was going to be her whole story for this season. But she ended up sort of that became another. Well, I think that she said at one point, like, I'm not going to keep, I'm not going to, like, bring him around if you guys are going to talk about him. And then I think that she just started doing that. Well, that was smart. It was smart. Although he is in the preview for next week at a dinner scene. Right. I I guess he was in a couple weeks ago, though, at dinner with, when um, Luann introduced him to. Oh, right. And he was sort of innocuous, basically. Right. He said some dumb stuff. Yeah, he, like, made a stupid joke. He's disgusting. He's just gross. But, like, he. Yeah, but he wasn't, like, he was just, like, you know. Yeah, she's not taking out the trash as much as she normally does. Um. Yeah, I thought that in general this week was bad. I mean, honestly, the primary focus of this episode was basically uh, Bethany's Fash. illness and Jewel, and Jules' vagina Pistachio injury. Man. Yeah. So I'm not super into people having like nicknames for their like penis their or their vagina. Oh, I think it's because they think it's adorable, which is like a really almost gendered thing where women can't talk sure. about their genitalia. Yeah, they and I think like, like a guy can say like the dick or whatever. Right, but like, like we have to like make it cute and adorable, which is depressing. Um, so let's start with Bethany, if, if you're okay with that. What the hell, who was Bethany um, 
talking to. Who was that woman, that, like, fake doctor who told her some dumb... I mean, it really... Like, that was actually an example of Carol doing her investigative journalism shtick when she's like, make sure that you're not just shopping for the answer that you want to hear. I mean, it didn't... It was strange. She, like, had that moment in her weird office that wasn't an office. It was, like, a living room where. But that was, that was, um... That was a... Second opinion, right? It was a second opinion where the woman's like, oh, you don't need surgery. You just need, like, some lady hormone or whatever it was or some sort of, like, hormone. I don't, and honestly saying, I don't like, know if I listened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I watched well, it, but I don't really remember caring. I literally remember her saying, looking at Bethany and saying, and understanding that, like, Bethany had referred to some, like, just something in the background of, like, she had given this woman her films or whatever. So it's not like she hadn't seen the inside of her body right. in some capacity. But then this woman, this doctor, fake doctor, real doctor, doctor, doctor in quotes, literally looks at her and tells her that her body is a beautiful thing because the outside looks the way it does, which I feel like is almost malpractice to, like, literally look at someone and say, like, yeah, you're beautiful because of the outside. It's like, well, we know she's bleeding internally, so perhaps... Telling her she's a precious flower when her, like, tulip is wilting is not a great idea. I just was like, is really? Like, that's how you want to present yourself on um, TV? It felt like the Susan Sum... Oh, what's her name? Susan Summers? Susan... Suzanne Summers Suzanne from Free <laughs> Company? Who's, like, super well-known now for her stuff about how women can avoid going through menopause by, like, taking a vitamin, like, taking a daily B. Um, it just felt like kind of weird and crazy to me mm-hmm. that this person was like understanding that Bethany's OBGYN. I mean, is telling her she uh, has three options. Bethany un- un- unfortunately starts with like the hysterectomy, which is obviously like the most insane of all of the um, of all of the options in terms of like something being super invasive, but potentially was necessary. She wanted. To, I know that she ultimately went a different way, but. I just thought for this, like, weird blonde doctor who I'm sure is a lovely person. I mean, fuck that. I just didn't, I didn't love the idea of someone potentially not physically examining her, going off of films and then saying, like, here's a prescription, let me send you on your way, knowing that this person had his surgery scheduled in two days. It just, it felt weird to me. It felt like she knew that she was going to present herself as um, the more pleasant option than a super invasive surgery and hmm. then just yeah, maybe with it. Maybe it was like just a for TV doctor visit. If the... I don't know because then Bethany is like I canceled the surgery and now I'm taking these pills and I can sleep great and it's like yeah but for how many nights? I yeah. mean like the clock is ticking. I didn't care. You didn't care. I, I mean, mean I just like I didn't feel and I don't mean I don't obviously like I don't mean to sound um, like insensitive or like not human. I just like you? as a television episode I did not care it was like too well, much like I don't like there's too much about the I cared more about Jules because it was like first of all her doctor seemed like he had his mouth wired shut and his face his was doctor, frozen <laughs> Dr. David Schaefer first off could not open his mouth the full way second off had a legit lisp third off wrote a, made a sentence that I literally wrote down <gasps> what, did it, what was and it he said some tender loving care but it came out as some tender loving care which <laughs> I was like Dr. Schaefer, he was adorable and super creepy in a way that I appreciate. Yeah, I didn't like. I just was like, oh, he, he was great for TV. I could go for more of Schaefer. Schaefer, what's his name? David Schaefer, David whatever, David Lisp, David Botox in the face. I mean, he's one of those plastic surgeons that like a hundred percent experiments on himself with some needle packages before he like presents stuff as an option to patients because he was frozen. 
he was Elsa. Yes. I mean, he was like, yeah. could not, you could go ice skating on that chin. I just, forehead. I thought it was an interesting, I think that how many, like maybe Real Housewives of New York got more, an order for more episodes this season than it normally gets. And they had to create another episode. Well, no, I think episodes. that Mexico didn't happen. And they're like, we need filler. It was we just like, I, I feel like bad for, I don't know who produces um, Real Housewives of New York, but uh, I felt bad for the production company because I felt like they were like, what, how do we make this X, these episodes make something? And it's like the last two have been such a duds. And I feel like this one in particular was like, really, I mean, this could be removed from the canon and you would, nothing happened. I mean, also to, how, to fo- move anything forward. How pissed would you be if you were a story producer on this? Bethany's like, I'm doing this mega trip. You're going to let me plan it, blah, 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 to Mexico. She cancels it because she needs to have dire surgery. You're like and Ramona. She's like, and then she's like, JK. <laughs> I'm totally Ramona. I would be so pissed. Yeah, if, if, you're, the, if you're that if producer, you're like, Ramona. You're like, I just bought these bathing suits. <laughs> I know. We just got more film. We just got SPF. I mean, I thought it was, oh, I thought it was a lot. It was a lot about a lot. I thought them looking at, Jules's badge with a hand mirror was like. Can I say? Can I say something? Yeah, that's interesting. I think like because this episode, um, and up until the last scene, which I think we shouldn't get too quickly since there's not a lot to talk about. (laughs) This is gonna be a short episode. I I mean, I feel like the beginning was like Bethany Carroll, you know, dealing with Bethany's health issues and Jules dealing with her health issues, and then there was like a scene with um, Ramona, with Ramona and um, Dorinda at um, with. Carol and Bethany, where like yeah. where Bethany gives them bathing suits, right? And like, there's no conflict or whatever. And I think like what's interesting about these shows, and I think something that it's like you know you the as a viewer, at least when I speak for myself in this situation, like you want the women to be f- friends, you want them sure. to be real friends because the stakes are higher, the consequences mean more when there's fallout, when there's drama, when there's gossiping, whatever. But in that observe uh, the observation of like Carol Dorinda. Bethany and, uh, who was the fourth person? Carol, Dorinda, Bethany, and... Ramona. And Ramona. Like, it's kind of peaceful. And you realize, like, there used to be this show called Hollywood Exes, which, um, was not good. But the women were all ex-wives of famous people. Like, Will Smith's first wife, and... Oh, cool. R. Kelly's first wife, and who's they, like, and, and they were all, and, like, Prince is one of Prince's first wife, I think. Rest in peace. These women who were all like, legitimate friends, and Eddie Murphy's ex-wife, and they all lived in the hills, and, like, they were legit friends. Okay. So, like, there wasn't anything, there wasn't drama because they were real friends. Like, the show got canceled, I think, after three seasons. And they are all still, like, on Instagram. They, they are be- legit, like, five women that are best friends. Oh, that's cute. But, like, the show was boring because, in my opinion. Because there was no conflict? Because there was the conflict. they, like, loved each other? They really loved each other. Yeah. So it felt like the stuff. We don't stuff, want mutual respect. And, and I think that's what's interesting is, like, I find this season, fr- like, this season hit a wall because you start to realize, like, I think that. There is, like, a mutual respect with a lot of these women, but I, like, don't think Carol's interested in that friendship with Luann. I think Luann's willing to be, like, sure, for the show, we should just be friends again. But, like, Carol's like, no. And it's like, okay, I hear what Carol's doing because she's being real, but I also feel like Luann's just trying to push the show, and it's like, whatever. And then there's, um, like, Ramona and... I think that Ramona and Dorinda and Bethany and Carol are fine. Like, maybe they're not all best friends, but, like, they're fine like they get along and there's no issue mm-hmm. like you need those other people you need there to, there needs to be a conflict in order for the show to be fun i just need carol and bethany to stop trying to control things is what i'm trying to get at i guess i think i need just something i need an explosive to go off i just need something else to happen so that so that there isn't this um 
like valley where the plot needs to happen and they find that opportunity and manipulate it. Did you refill your drink? I did. Um, I think that maybe that's what I think they, that's like, what Jules an is doing and though. And I think and I yeah, next week I think that she's and maybe that was a producer saying like crying yeah and saying like you need to pump this. Well, and also because like I think that it's, it, is, what it, used it to be. is the thing to call out at this point. Is that like they aren't letting things move forward? Sure. So that the thing is to say is like you two are controlling things, and maybe the way of saying that is like you guys are being clickier, you guys are being mean or whatever. But like, I mean, we are just we've had a standstill. I mean, thank God for that dinner where they all agreed to be in a fucking room. I was so grateful to see Sonia and Bethany in the same scene for the first time at Lady Gaga's Italian <laughs> so restaurant on the first time, which I have heard is fucking terrible. So like, can we just? I mean, how far are we into the show? Can we start talking about? The final scene. I mean, yeah, let's do it. I just, I thought, first of all, I was into, like, the realness of it because it was so loud. And that scene where Luann is basically trying to yell at Ramona, but, like, being whisper in whispers and being like... <laughs> Stage whisper. It's a like, loo. It's like, a loo whisper. It being like, Dorinda, And it's like, you can hear, <laughs> I can hear Bethany and Sonia yelling, like, talking at each 100%. other in the background because it's so quiet. I needed a closed caption and they weren't giving it to me. No, that's never going to But, like... Do you think, first of all, do you think it was messy that Dorinda told Luann what Ramona said? I actually didn't think it was. I think that Dorinda was being, a, I don't think Dorinda was throwing like, do you Ramona feel like, under the bus. I think that Dorinda was trying to be a good friend for Lou and and Dorinda looks at whomever is being um, isolated and like whoever the victim is at that point. Like she was like that with Jules. She was defending Jules and like giving her ideas. Of, in like, theory, how she to did that with Sonia because she back. tried to avoid her. She did that with, oh, she, oh my yeah, God, and she 100% she... did that with Sonia by saying, like, listen, it's not good for you to be around these women in like what will be some sort of drunken Michigas of some kind at my country house. Like, I'm not gonna allow you to put yourself in that position. And she did that with um, Jules and giving her ideas of how to like be a dick to Carol if Carol came at her. Um, she did that, obviously, this week with Lou by saying, you know, this is what people are talking about so that you don't feel like you're going to be maybe attacked by the group or just so that she knew. I don't think she was throwing Ramona under the bus anyway because, like, Ramona said it in a group setting, so anyone could say that. Ramona knows how the game is played, so I don't see how genuinely she could be upset at Dorinda. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know that Ramona she... Ramona was more just, like, defending herself and saying, like, well... Her reaction was cool because it felt like... I mean, I actually, when I was watching it, I thought, well, when Dorinda... I mean, when, when Sonia said that, she had to... I mean, ugh, when Ramona said that, she had to know that... It was going to come back. It was going to come back to her. But I think she felt protected enough because everyone else was agreeing with her. She did her what did Dorinda there. say in that Dorinda moment? Dorinda said nothing. That was what was so interesting. Like, Dorinda was, like, on the couch or wherever she was. Yeah. And was just super, super silent, which I appreciated. Like, Dorinda was really just, like, she wasn't... She wasn't rocking the boat, but she, she also wasn't, wasn't going to be just... She wasn't stirring the pot at all. She was not stirring the pot. And then she said to Lou, like, this is what people are talking about. I mean, they... I just got kind of confused because I felt like they were saying that... Lou was back to being like the countess, um, super I, stuck up, whatever. And I genuinely do not think that's what's happening. I really, I agree. I with don't you think that's what's happening. For a change. I think I think that what is happening is Luann is completely desperate for um, Tom to work out. And something that in that scene with Ramona and Sonia where they're fake dancing at like Broadway Dance Group or wherever the fuck they were. Sonia said something that was actually, I thought, pretty on point, which is when she was, when Ramona was saying some shit about Luann, and Sonia said, like, she thought that Luann was scared that um, 
her relationship with Tom could fall apart. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's She's going way, way overboard and doing this press tour of love, of how in love she is with Tom, how in love she is with Tom, how in love with she is with Tom. Because I think she's trying to convince herself as well as her co-star slash friends hmm. that it's a meant to be love. I think she's nervous because she's older. They just met and everything seems that's very so layered, Sarah. I but I think I've been I think searching. That she just, I think that maybe knowing I think that's right. I think it's right though. I think that she's searching and she's um potentially internally <laughs> you're giving me shit the eyes. That she is potentially nervous about the fact that this might work out, so she's going overboard in presenting this. Maybe. I, yes! Oh yes! But, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but I also yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm cl- like I'm closing one eye when I say this, but like may- maybe. But I also think that it could just be that, like, as we saw from no. before they were housewives, Luann and her first husband, yeah, met after a day, and like got married. I mean, like in, got within married months. after forty-eight hours, right? I think that maybe it's Two the weeks. way that Luann loves, and I'm not saying that it's genuine love. I'm not saying it's for lasting love. I just think that like it could be just the way that she, when she falls for someone, she how she falls. Out. And that, yeah, and I think that, you know, maybe there's truth to that. Like, maybe she's seeing her mortality, and maybe she's thinking about her age and companionship. Maybe all that's true. Maybe she is overcompensating. I mean, I have no idea, but I do think it also is just possible that this is how she loves, and it is, you know, it's surprising because it's not conventional, and that she feels like she needs to defend it. Um, I thought that Dorinda made a really salient point, though, when she said that, you know, the other women are calling... Luann out for like being two-faced in this way that she's presenting as the countess and then presenting as and and Dorinda said I've never I never met the countess which right. is to say that like since Luann's been on I mean since Dorinda's Dorinda. been on the show she, she hasn't, hasn't been the countess I also think that like that goes back to the season before all. that I think right. even with when there was like Heather and when Kristen was the new housewife right I don't think that she was the countess then which no, she was a friend of no that was her best was... season actually she I think her the season that she was um Chilling, partying. When she was a friend of, yeah, I think 100%. she kind of reinvented herself. And yes. I think that most people, including... She was not uncool. And Andy said a lot, like, that season, how it was actually his favorite season. Like, he thought it was the right decision for her not to be a main housewife. Yeah. And that I think they that... took off the pressure. She didn't feel like she needed to hide behind pretense. And I don't think she's been the countess. I think what they're upset about is the fact that she... It feels false. That's what they're upset about. They don't know how to come up with the words to say... The way that you are presenting yourself is false. What she used to do was say, like, do like a little Kelly Bensimo where she's like, I'm here, you're down here. Like she did used to do that right. kind of stuff a hundred years ago. Bethany hasn't wasn't there for the in-between years. She wasn't there for the Jacques years, not really. And Lou now is, I think, playing this whole Tom relationship romance sitch a little false. It's coming across too hard. I'm not judging her for it. The reason I think she's doing it is because I think she's scared that it might not be forever. She's she's scared, as most people but are, also, about relationship. But also, just what if it's just the way that Luann is when she falls for someone? I don't think it's about the timing of it. I'm concerned, as like Sarah, I'm concerned that she is going too far in with a guy who's never been married, doesn't have any kids is 50, has fucked a couple of her friends, which I go back and forth with it being an issue. It's And I feel like Lou does too. I, I'm less concerned about that. I am concerned when someone has to repeatedly say, I'm so in love, I'm so in love, I'm so in love. Because if you're in love, I know it. Because when you're in love, you change. Sure. I changed that one time. But, I mean, she, <laughs> I mean, like, but like she's also on, she's also on TV, so. She is on TV, but I do think that she's campaigning. Uh, she's campaigning this like, 
whirlwind romance and I do think that she's going across too hard and I do sympathize with her and empathize with her because sometimes when you fall for someone and you think that they're the one sometimes it doesn't work out and I think that she wants it to work out so desperately that she's telling everyone that like this is the guy she wants it she wants it and she probably needs it at this point and that's not me judging her at all like i'm you know still, I'm, i just like, i don't think i just i don't read it with that many layers i really just think that like knowing that she is, married knowing that she married the count so quickly i don't know like it makes me feel like that maybe it's a parallel in that like luann's like this is right like she said she said to carol at dinner she said you know like when you know you know and i feel like that's exactly how she probably was with the count and it's like right. well then why like maybe she as just one of those people who's annoying when they are in a relationship because they're in love she and wasn't like that with Jacques though she, maybe she that wasn't Jacques, the same type of love I same. don't think it's about the love itself I think it's about how you react to it and how you present it and she was in many instances even though she and the Count were sort of on their way out when Real Housewives came along she was comfortable in her relationship even if it was totally fucked up on camera she was comfortable in a partnership with Jacques, it was like this sort of easygoing, almost magical partnership, again, with this dashing, slightly younger French Jew, worked in wine. Like, she had this, there was a comfort there. I'm not even saying that they, that it doesn't exist with Tom, because we've seen him on camera for three seconds. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that the way that she's presenting the relationship is diametrically opposed to how she has in the past, and it's coming across as false in some way and these women are not introspective nor sympathetic probably enough mm -hmm. to say i wonder why she is presenting like that they just go back into this bullshit of like well she's the countess which i'm not getting i don't feel like it's like this the same as you're up here and i'm there though like i think it that's an interesting place for I them to go i think she used to be like yeah that. no i do too yeah. but i think and i don't think they get it i don't think well most of them are oh my god this is so e i don't think this is I, is this evil of me to say like most of them are alone so like they aren't in a in a, any kind of like natural or normal but I don't relationship. Know. So they might be, they might be a little jealous. I think that they're also though really, oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. I don't, I don't think it's think jealousy, jealousy though. I think that it's like, I just think it's an interesting, like why is that? Well, she says they're jealous. Why, well, yeah, that's but annoying. She's wrong. She's wrong. But why is that the go-to, like why is the go-to assumption of the falseness of their, whatever they perceive the falseness of the relationship to be? Why is the go-to that like, that somehow her being the countess, like to me, there's nothing about her and the way she's behaving that is countess-like. Now, right. she's being brassy. She's being bold. She's pushing her relationship in their face. Sure, she's talking about how she's in love and they're going to get married. Sure, but, like, none of that is, like, about her separating herself from them in a way that's, like, think, class or right. I think who that she Bethany is. is, like, reacting to the fact that she has been sarcastic, that Lou has been sarcastic with Bethany and she's been passive-aggressive. And I think that Luann is a little passive-aggressive. About what? About the haircut bullshit, about the I hope to create skinny girl stuff. I don't think that's in any way related to... How is that to, connected to being It's not. I don't think it is at all. I mean, also, Bethany called her a whore, so... <laughs> I mean, to say you might wear the same haircut like, is, like, a little bit different than being, like, no, you're a slut. Listen, on this, I 100% on this. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I just think that they're searching for the language to say that something is off. and they I just hear that if you're... Like, I just think they... I think that they want a different direction. I it, think that they're wrong. It's just interesting to me that none of her friends have said to her. Literally no one on camera... None of her TV friends on camera have said to her, um, like... Are you moving too fast? Like, is there a reason that you think, like... I think Bethany did a little in the, like... When? Uh, well, not that are you moving too fast, because at this point she hadn't gotten engaged, but she was talking about how... The she's still not she engaged, like, right? Shopping. 
on the show yet. Not not on the he's not shopping yet. for a ring. Yeah, he's shopping for that terrible yellow diamond, that repulsive yellow diamond. Um, I think that Bethany was saying like, oh, so you know the fact that he he's never been married. Like, how do you feel about that kind of stuff? They said at Lady Gaga's Italian restaurant in Upper West Side. I mean, she was asking questions, and then Carol was the one genuinely who was like good for you like it was really genuine i actually thought it was genuine dismissive no no i thought it was genuine because i don't think carol really cares i think i think that's true and lou are both tired of this whole bullshit if i hear one more time that luann should apologize or luann's apology isn't good enough i'm going to kill myself but but you just said carol's tired of it but carol is the one who's demanding i'm saying i'm saying of that whole plot of which carol is complicit it's too much and I think in that moment, in that scene at Lady Gaga's okay, restaurant yeah. at Rosai, Carol was like, okay, let's just, let me pretend that you're a human person who I can talk to. And, you know, if Carol was a journalist still, or if she had that in her bones, I think that she would be interested in, in a story, even if it's from, like, her arch nemesis, which is so ridiculous at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, grow up. I think that Carol was able to push aside all the bullshit because she just didn't really care anymore and was like, congrats. I think that that was a mature thing to do, even if it was yeah. inspired by a little bit of immaturity. Sure. I think that that was right to be like, yeah, congratulations. I mean, Luann saying all of my friends are supportive, none of you bitches are supportive or whatever. I don't think asking like just some basic questions, if you really are soon to be But that was mostly a response to Ramona and what Ramona was saying behind her back. And right. also, and Sonia... Talking about how they were fuck buddies in Where front of everybody. That so because like they are real friends, that, quote unquote. I mean, right, according to the show, fake roommates, I mean they were right. roommates. So like, so that the fact that that also came out like that they felt, shared a bidet. I think the thing is that Luann and I don't know what's real and what's for TV, but for TV, Luann and Sonia and Ramona had a thing. Sorry, and if and, if nothing, they were all you know they've all been on the in the game for a long time, and they've all been on the show for what? I mean, Sonia came on what season three. Yeah, Sonia came on season so, six. That was a scary idea. So between the three of them, they've been all on this show for a, for long, a long time. time. Yeah. So to me, that dude, like I, I don't care or understand. I would like I, I don't think that Bethany or Carol or even Dorinda like owe Luann to be like over the moon about her engagement and love. But like I think that Luann's allowed to ask Ramona and Sonia why they have shit to say about the person that like they're she's allowed to hold them accountable for being like unhappy or like catty about her happiness because if they are really concerned or think it's not real then they should have a conversation with her not like be like he but was my fuck buddy having a conversation with her i mean sonia prior said like their relationship's real there's relationships real or was that during the scene she can't be like their relationship's real their relationship's real and then she was before well it's when she was talking to ramona in the dance studio at capizio or whatever oh right so like then to go to dinner and be like well we were fuck buddies it was like that seemed mean i don't think it was mean i don't think, I she... think it was weird and i also was like i've never heard that 10-year thing before the last thing i heard was that they fucked around thanksgiving which is around when lou got her turn <laughs> and then the top got spinning I mean, I don't, I don't remember there ever being a moment where Sonia was like, we stooped on and off for 10 years. I mean, even to say we stooped on and off for one year is an extended period of time. And then Luann's gone back and forth with saying like online and on the show or on Watch What Happens or whatever, you know, like they, they, she, she Luann says like according to Tom or whomever that that Sonia and Tom only had slept together once. And then it's like, wait, on and off for 10 years. And then 
you know, Lou dismisses it and says it doesn't matter. And I know that she did that like on impulse. She's like, it just doesn't matter. I'm with him now. But I would say that if it was true that they were sleeping together more than twice, I mean, I think that's something that the guy who should be honest with me about sexual history as pertaining my friends and or colleagues should say, no, it's, it, there's a, there's a huge, huge range. There's a sex spectrum between a one night stand and 10 years of being a fuck buddy. Mm -hmm. Where in that spectrum does the truth lie? I don't think it lies at 10 years because that is a long period of time. Did it maybe happen once, uh, twice, like once 10 years ago and once around turkey time? I mean... I, I don't know. I, I mean, I have know. no that idea. That made me feel a I, I little gross because I was like, if there's a, se- I just there's thought a maybe nugget she... of truth in that, that's not terrific. I love that Sonia. That she wasn't told. I love Sonia, but I think that she maybe, maybe, and this is just my theory, of course, that she's maybe trying to be like provocative or trying to like salvage well, her, her, her seat in the, in the top, in the yeah, team. 100%. You know, because like, I love Sonia. I can't imagine the show without her, but I also think I that like, am. I think that she feels, I think that they, the, the show feels like, She's like it's slipping out of her hands. And yeah, I don't, 100%. I don't know that she has a firm handle on reality, so I think it's hard for her to be on a reality show because I think that her reality is really wrapped up in the show. Yeah, because she gets she's too, becoming she gets too affected when people say things that it's and it's not her. like someone she's like, like she's not strong enough. It's not someone like Jill or someone like Gretchen who is trying to like manipulate their life and production to like work together and not just live their life. It's like somebody who Kim. I don't. Well, like a sober Kim. No, seriously, they're too. They're I think too she's doing weak. the best she can. I just think that she's out right. of sorts. I will say that Sonia sober is a breath of fresh air. I used to love Sonia when she was tipsy with Ramona, and then it just took a turn, and she just can't. She can't handle booze in the same way that Ramona can, and I think that Sonia going into these scenes and being sober helps an awful lot. I really do, but I don't know why Sonia felt like she needed to or should sacrifice. The only positive relationship she has with someone in New York, meaning Luann. Maybe she thought that Luann wouldn't be as affected, but I mean, if you have an inkling that these people are lining up to take shots at her, why would you take that opportunity to jump in line? I think that's, I think that's a little strange. I under, I can appreciate the fact that Sonia is completely left outside of the plot right now and for an extended period of time and needs to figure out a way in it's unfortunate that she has to sacrifice Luann in order to make that happen and it also wasn't a strong enough case because we know that they slept together mm-hmm. if it had been that nobody knew anything and then she said at the dinner I shook Tom yeah that would have been like more of a wow but this is a, a question of quantity and time I mean I would think it would be readily um I think that Luann would be able to resolve where the truth is if she had a true relationship with Tom. I don't know if she does. I don't know what happened. Can you imagine what happened when she left Lady Gaga's Italian restaurant on the Upper West Side and then went to Tom's like Upper E penthouse, wherever the fuck that is? And what does Tom do? He, I don't know, something about like photocopies. I forget. I looked at his LinkedIn, got really bored a long time ago. Um, paper or something sourcing maybe like a xerox i don't know something like random something super random jules looks pretty at dinner jules has really pretty hair jules which, the best thing about jules is her hair which is i know that, and i not her kids um oh her hair i think her children are cute but i think mm-hmm. her her hair is so pretty and i think that um 
Jules is naturally gorgeous. Oftentimes, people who have eating disorders do not have nice hair. This is super depressing. So she's got that going for her. She's got the hair. Meanwhile, I was super excited about having um, her green juice for us to taste test. I'm so glad you brought that up. Went to Whole Foods on the Upper E. I was like, I'm looking for whatever the hell the name of it is. Um, what is the name of it? Do you remember? I forget. Went to go get it. Something, something. Um, they were like, we have some in the back, but it's expired. And I was like, maybe not. It's this teeny tiny little bottle, but into it, like 100% into it. Um, and so I went to, I placed an order with them and was like, huh, okay, like just special order a couple bottles for us to try. Didn't hear back, went back in, they replaced the order, heard back from them very soon thereafter and, oh, the name of it's Modern Alchemy. And they discontinued it from the Upper E Whole Foods because of poor sales. Oh, well, let's try and to get it at another, at another Whole Foods. We will. And Guys, we'll do up. our very best to have it. I want to try something taste. that's not a skinny girl um, cocktail. It's just harder to find some of the other women's brands. And if I didn't mention this in another um, podcast, I'd love to mention it again. The Lisa Vanderpump's wines are only, <laughs> sangrias are only available at Buco de Beppo in Times Square, which happens to be a million dollars. It actually shares, and I should not want to say the address because, you know, who knows who's listening. I don't, I, but it's very, it's very close to my office. Jiggy's listening right now. Jiggy's Very close room. to my office, so I did pick a bottle up once, but uh, it is inside the restaurant. You need to go to the bar. And total sidebar, um, sidebar from New York, LVP is returning. It was announced today or By yesterday. Bravo, though? By somebody. I had heard that she, it, that it was, leaked. That no, she was not going no, to No, I back. think she did actually say it. I think that she confirmed it, that she's returning Damien's I'm going to look at her Instagram. <laughs> that she's returning to Beverly Hills. Now, allegedly, there are stipulations in her new contract that she um, wanted to make sure that she was able to discuss um, some of her favorite organizations, include including her support for the LGBTQ community and also, it's not funny, well, it's sort of, um, Yulin's Dog Meat Festival that she wants to make sure that there's like plot for next season that's I aired. Care. I don't know if it's that it's aired or covered. She did tweet yesterday, yep, never thought I would return, but after many discussions, the pump is still in the game. Thank, thank you to all of you. Hashtag R-H-O-B-H. And apparently her friend Dorit Kemsley, Kemsley is coming back? Yeah, some like young British woman who married a much older British man, which feels on trend. Um, that she's going to be joining as a new housewife. And as we said um, before, Catherine, bye-bye. Catherine's no longer. Catherine's out. Catherine is outie. Um, I would don't care about Catherine, and I'm glad that she went. I thought her husband was hot. What do we think is going to happen? I'm trying to figure out, like, so Atlanta will be the, I mean, we know Jersey's coming back soon. So Atlanta guys, next week, yeah, next week's going to be busy because Jersey premieres on Sunday. I'm hoping to Christ that Teresa gets released in the first episode, but I don't think they're going to be nice enough to us. Oh, Maybe I think they to... are. Hello. You think? Because oh. there's nothing... What else is happening? They left... They left the... I bet they won't introduce one of the new Housewives until the second episode. That's my guess. You think that... They'll, like, introduce Siggy Flicker be... into episode two because... So you think that Teresa, episode they, one, will be her getting released? They, like, they haven't aired a season until she got out of prison. Yeah, they delayed So there's no way they're gonna not going to give the fans her in the first episode okay. after they made us wait two I, years. I mean, as a fan, I appreciate it because I don't think I can That's get her any of these other bitches without having Caroline Manzo, who's not coming back, obviously, oh my gosh, she's or my Teresa. Um, 
So my my question is, um, if in the last moments, because I know we're going to wrap up here, but I would love to know who you think is going to return for uh, not the last moments. Sarah's making a face <laughs> like we have a lot of no, time to more. go. <laughs> Give me more. Um, what? Who do you think will return from Atlanta? Because that's the next. That's the next one that will. The next Are we franchise sure will that return. Atlanta is the next one that's going to happen. Yeah, because it's the long. It's the longest order of episodes, and it always comes on. Usually, as Jersey goes off, it comes on. So who's going to come back for Atlanta? Oh, I, also, did you see that Katie from Potomac confirmed she's not coming back? I did because... Did I tag you in that? Damien <laughs> texted me or did something a couple nights ago and was like, did you see this? And it was a shot of Katie saying on Instagram that she's not returning to Potomac at the exact moment that I was on my couch re-watching the Potomac reunion. And I texted him a snapshot of the screen and was like, yeah. <laughs> We're both, we're both feeling totally unwell. I was kind of surprised because I thought Katie's relationship ended right with the reunion, so I thought that it would have been good fodder yeah, for a season two. Also, I really, she had that dumb Vegas charity thing. I mean, you hated her because you I hated plan her because she lived for life. I'm do an charity. event producer, and I do, I have a charitable uh, endeavor, shall we say. Um, and I just find it deeply annoying that someone's like, I'm going to raise $100,000 in three weeks and I don't have a venue. Don't ask any questions. Goodbye. <laughs> like, I wanted to claw her eyes out. And so allegedly she did have the charity. This is how fucked up I am. So then I got that text from you, was like, oh my God, Katie's not coming back. Oh my God, what's going on with her charity? So then I started Googling the, what's her last name? The Kate, uh, I don't care. Katie Rust or whatever the fuck, the, the family foundation. Started Googling it, started pulling her foundation's tax records, which the last year that I was able to pull, it was like they had less than $10,000 in earnings that year and spent more than it, which is not a not a big deal in the sense that, you know, whatever you raise for charity is, is great. But it is a, a weird thing in the sense that she's positioning herself as like a full-time... Ball President, and Ball and Gala Girl, who knows what the fuck she's doing, who's going to raise 100K in a day and a half, who's going to raise 100K, who's just raised a million dollars just now. I mean, I thought it was like a little obnoxious, and I think that would have been a great plot point for next season, yeah. that she'd been asked back. I mean, I think everyone else from Potomac's probably staying, right? You think? Yeah, I think that... I think um, Ashley, Karen, and Giselle, for sure. I love Robin. She's my favorite of them. So. I love Robin. She's I the most... Sad. I think she's the most rounded of all of them. Well, yeah, she's And I'm very attracted broke. to her husband, or ex-husband, whatever he whatever. is. Whatever. Juan Carlos. Talk I like, about a fuck buddy. Oh, man, he's so attractive to me. That was into them. Um, she's like the candy to me, or the Carolyn Manzo of that franchise. Do you think Sharice is going to be back? No. I thought she was really bringing I mean, she was nuts at the reunion, though. <laughs> Her at the reunion was shocking. Oh my god, in the last 45 seconds, and she's like, oh, I forgot to tell you, um, I haven't spoken to And Andy's response, which is like, which was shock, but also anger, because he's like, you tell me this now when we're about to cheers. That I thought was magical and super unique. And my thing with the housewife is, I like... Yeah, that's true. I like when they're like a very specific, unique, new mental like, health disorder. <laughs> I really appreciate when they're like a certain kind of crazy. And I thought she brought a signature Charisse crazy, which I really appreciated, which I hadn't seen. I mean, I've never heard of someone who you're still married to. It's not like it's an ex. That's like still her current technical husband, just never talking to her. And <laughs> never saying that at any moment, including at her like surprise 50th birthday. 40 or 50? I don't know. I don't know. 50, I think. Maybe. She looks great either way. 
but never bringing that up as like any kind of thing like maybe he'll show up maybe he won't like this is obviously a totally fucked relationship and then never mentioning to anyone at any point in what was probably like a nine hour shoot day to shoot for the reunion parts one and two with her castmates at any point that he had refused to talk to her when she said she signed on to film the show i thought that was magical i thought that was magical um just while we're in the conversation of casting i think this happened last week but we didn't talk about it but i think nini confirmed that she will be back in some capacity but she did not confirm or deny it yeah, not I surprising, think it depends but on, like, how do you, she does in her career. But do you think she, she'll come back as a full-time housewife? I can't imagine she would. I don't think she's would. bringing anything. I think if she needs to come back, like, I need to see some old Nini. I mean, I think it's sort of similar to how Bethany is, except Bethany has money now, where Bethany realized that she, when she first came back after being away, she, she presented herself as very, very harsh, very ju- judgmental, and completely sort of batshit. And then she did do a little bit of a turnaround, at least at the beginning of this season. And it was, it felt more like B is back. I think when Nini left, she got really self-absorbed, very pompous and egotistical about how the fact that she's like a huge fucking TV star because Ryan Murphy used to watch The Housewives and thought she was adorable. And then when that career I mean, started she, to fall down, listen, she did. She, she is made, very famous. She's, she is very famous now. But I think that she presented herself as quote unquote very famous when she's came back to Atlanta and I was like what are you doing here if you're so famous then go be famous but don't take up my tv time like true. don't fill up my dvr with your bullshit like play the game or don't but don't do this middle ground because when Nini is herself and she's like sassy and fabulous or she's like angry at Sheree or she's like divorcing her husband she's great I mean Nini is talk about again a unique kind of crazy um Nini is bloop bleep blop a unique kind of crazy and knows how to bring it which makes me angry when she's lazy or she thinks that she's above all of it because then I'm like then go be above all of it do your quiz show with Betty White star in Chicago on Broadway for 90 minutes for like eight days or whatever and then just go live your life but when you come back you need to play the game Sheree came back needing the money, needing the contract, needing the press, whatever. And Sheree played the game. I mean, they I need, mean, I need that. They needed Sheree because they needed a I miss big... Sheree. They needed oh another big personality to replace Nini. And I think they were nervous. And unique personality. I've also heard... I read... I was like... So, I, okay, because Atlanta, I, I think Atlanta is like... Atlanta Potomac will be kind of the next ones to come back after New York and um, OC rap. So, okay. there's still a while for both of them. Yeah. But, um... I was like, oh, who's, like, Googling, like, Atlanta casting rumors. And I also heard a rumor that... Portia? What? That Kim Zolciak has... They're trying to, like, coax her to come back. Well, I think that depends, which I think we've spoken about. It depends a little bit on if that spinoff gets... If that spinoff happens, which which would feature Kim and Nini driving from <laughs> Atlanta to L.A., yeah. which I'd be 100% into. I think that... Oh, and it depends on Kim's... Don't be tardy. I mean, she's that's like in like it's like in tenth season. No, it's not. It's in its like third. I think that don't be tardy will probably continue. I do think it's a good idea for Kim's um, brand, brand, <laughs> and her wigs and her weaves for her to circle into the group. But I don't know. I think it. I mean, it who's she even friends with at this point? Probably maybe Sheree-ish. Oh yeah, maybe Sheree. I no, definitely not Candy. Oh my god, Candy would have a meltdown. I don't know. I don't know if it actually makes sense for her to cameo. Maybe if it was a real cameo and they just pushed the shit out of it and it was one mini appearance, I don't know. She's never come back as a guest. 
No, and she left she that restaurant. She also quit the show in the middle like of filming. Yeah, and Croy pushed a cameraman, which was so... Real. So real. Not since Leanne. Leanne Logan. Um, Is Dallas going to come back? Have they said anything about it yet? I haven't read anything. I haven't um, read anything. I don't care if it does or doesn't. I liked Potomac a lot more. I want Brandy to be okay, and I am concerned that she won't be. I want, I just want, I, I would be okay with it coming back. I would be okay with Dallas coming back if Brandy was on it, Stephanie was on it. Um, Leanne is good TV. Leanne is good. I don't care. I actually Leanne wish she wouldn't come back because I need more hours back. I need back. Marie. So it would be Marie and Leanne, and I don't think Tiffany should come back. Yeah, Tiffany I won't. really, it's not even that she was boring. It's that she was so annoying, and not in a fun way, in a way where I was like, I want to speed through any scene that she's in because she's killing the joy. She's like a, super, a fake, real Christian where she like says these things about how people should like, or she was just stirring the pot and like not... She was stirring it, but not really, and then the pot exploded. I mean, it just it wasn't it wasn't terrific. I was kind of done with it, done with her and her fake um, uh, Nicole Kidman husband. What's his name? Keith Urban. Keith Urban with her cheap Keith Urban um, on look like. On our way out, let's play a game. Okay, guys. So there was this fun little quiz, which I'm gonna make. Actually, I can do it too because it doesn't have the answers. Um, on the New York Post, everyone's favorite. New York City tabloid, um, someone someone there who probably was super bored at around 4 or 5 a.m. put together um, a fun little quiz that we're going to try to take that's called, who said it, Donald Trump or a Real Housewife of Orange County? <laughs> so let's, we'll do a couple. We'll do a couple and see how good Damien and I are. Okay, so the first quote, it's all about quotes either from a Real Housewife of Orange County or the presumptive GOP nominee. <laughs> um, thanks, sweetie. That's nice. Who said it? Donald Trump or a Real Housewife? Uh, Donald Trump. I'm going to say a Real Housewife. Donald Trump said this to a 9-11 survivor after she, after she went to hug and kiss him after he offered her a job earlier this year. Okay. Um, number two, I have never seen <laughs> a thin person drinking Diet Coke. Who said it? Donald Trump or a real housewife? I think a real housewife. I'm going to say Donald Trump. Yay! Donald Trump tweeted this in October 2012. What a really smart political observation <laughs> <laughs> our favorite orange balloon made. Um, no one's life is perfect, but mine is pretty close. A real housewife. <laughs> Which real housewife do we think it was? Uh, I was going to say Tamara, but that's I was going to say Tamara, too. Or Gretchen? Oh, I bet it's Heather Dubrow. Right? Because it's like it's definitely just absorbed, self-absorbed enough, but like with a tinge of cute. It was uh, Heather Dubrow uttered this as her tagline during season 10. Um, <laughs> oh, no, this one comes with a rainbow emoji. I have so many fabulous friends who happen to be gay, but I'm a traditionalist. Who said it? Donald Trump or a real housewife? It's a real housewife. I think it was a Real Housewife. I think Lydia? it was. Oh, yeah? Okay. Who? I think it was Lydia or Alexis. or Alexis. Okay, let's see. It was Donald Trump said this in a 2011 New York Times profile. Okay. Continuing <laughs> on. A lot of people like me and a lot of people don't. That's okay. 100% our Real Housewife, right? No, actually, maybe that's Donald Trump. I think it was a Real Housewife. Who said it? Donald Vicky, Trump or... Vicky I think Vicky Who was it? 
Donald Trump noted this in his book, Midas Touch. What a fun name of a book. Um, next one, who said it? Why would you trust a girl that has bigger tits than her head? Donald Trump or Real Housewife? I feel like that would be Tamara. I think Donald Trump. Okay, who was right? Oh, I was! Okay, Tamara Judge. Said this crack, I assume, about Alexis? Um, next one. You're just an old woman who's pissed off and bitter. 100% a Real Housewife. Yeah, yes. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. Megan King Edmonds said this to Vicki Gummelson in season 10. Part of the beauty of me is that I'm very rich. Donald Trump? Yes. That's what I think. Or I think it's Vicky. I think it's Donald Trump. Yeah, Donald Trump. Donald Trump said this in an interview with ABC News in 2011. What a guy. Um, next one. I've always wanted things. I crave money. Oh, uh, that's a housewife. I agree. Which one? Who craves money? Any um, of them. Gina? No. Do you think it's only current? No, I think it could be old ones. I think it's... Oh, Gretchen? No. Man, I think it's Debro. Okay. Gina! Oh my god! Oh my god, because she was super selfish and spoiled. Next one. Um, while I can't honestly say I need an 80-foot living room, I do get a kick out of having one. Donald Trump or Real Housewife? 80-foot... Is that even possible? Heather? Or Donald? Make a guess. Donald. <laughs> I think you need more pina colada. It was Donald Trump. He said it in the 80s. Oh. What a great time. Okay, last one because Damien wants to kill himself. <laughs> am I high maintenance? Of course I am. Look at me. That's a housewife. I think or, it was Donald Trump. Trump. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think it was being sassy. Funny. And it was former housewife star Alexis Bellino. And my cousin. And your cousin. Are you actually related to Alexis Bellino? Tell me you are. I hope so. I mean, we don't not look alike. Okay. Like a similar nose. <laughs> like her first nose probably looks like mine. Do you have her old nose or her new one? Yeah, I have her old nose. Love it. <clears throat> um, so, well, what I a think... dream it's been. <laughs> Thank you to the New York Post. Thank you to the New York Post. That was us being political, so caduce, as Ramona would say. Um, in our remaining moments, Damien, do you have any special sassy, sweet somethings? That I we can't wanna... wait to watch Jules try to fight with Bethany. <laughs> See you next week. I can't wait for the try to become the primary word in that sentence. I can't wait for Teresa to be home and not have to deal with Juicy Joe. So that's I think really I think we're not going to lose Juicy Joe until like middle of the season, though. Oh right, because he's there when she returns. Yeah, oh we gotta go. God. The music is ending. Oh my god.